great generosity conversations. Yes, they do exist and can be a reality at your church. It's all in today's episode of the podcast as we hear from Life Church's central team leader of generosity, Rodney Ross. Informing, encouraging, and supporting your church. You're listening to the Excellence in Church Administration podcast from ECFA. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another Excellence in Church Administration podcast. This is your host, Michael Martin from ECFA. Well, around here, we are big believers in generosity. It's just in our DNA. In fact, ECFA was started over 40 years ago by leaders like Billy Graham and others who really wanted to help churches and ministries steward their resources well so that trust would be enhanced generosity would be fueled, and the Great Commission could be fulfilled. Or to say it another way, we know that without generosity, the spread of the gospel is greatly impaired. And yet, one of the things that I hear all the time from talking with church leaders is that conversations around generosity can sometimes feel awkward, right, in our culture where talking about money and finances can be a bit taboo. And that's why I am really thrilled today to have our good friend Rodney Ross share with us about what Life Church is learning in this space. Life Church, many of you know, based in Edmond, Oklahoma, under the leadership of Pastor Craig Rochelle, they are one of our great ECFA member churches. And we are also proud to be a resource partner with their open network ministry that provides hundreds of free resources for church leaders out of a spirit of generosity. And many of you know Life Church for being generous and for cultivating generosity in their people. And they have seen God's hand of blessing now reaching just under 90,000 people, if you can imagine, through their weekend worship experiences, many more online, the 34 campuses in 10 states. And I'll just stop there because I don't want to spoil any more of their story here in the introduction. So let's get right into it with Rodney Ross, who serves as Central Team Leader of Generosity at Life Church. Rodney, hey, it's so good to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. Michael, thank you so much. It's an honor to talk with you today. I'm, I'm so excited to partner with the ECFA. We just really value that partnership. I can't tell you how many times I've had a question or been looking for information. And one of the first places I always look is at ecfa.church. And we have just benefited so much from the work that you guys are doing and are so thankful for the partnership. Well, hey, we appreciate it, and it is it is mutual. So thanks for taking some time to be with us. And before we hear a little bit more about what you all at Life Church are learning on generosity and this topic, like I mentioned, of having great generosity conversations, which I'm really looking forward to, tell us um, a little bit about your role at Life Church, how God led you there. Absolutely. Um, I started... Uh, here at Life Church a little over seven and a half years ago. And it began when I was going online to give my tithe. I noticed the little jobs, town, uh, jobs tab down at the bottom right of the screen for the first time and clicked on it out of curiosity and saw a posting for a uh, generosity, uh, giving a generosity role. And it just kind of piqued my interest in the very first line of that job posting said, do you have an easy button? And I kind of laughed and I hit my little (laughs) red round easy button. It was sitting right there on my desk. And that just prompted me to read the rest of the job description. I called my wife Hmm. over and she said, 
yeah, you're, you're supposed to apply. And like God so often does, he just calls us uh, to, to a new season or a new position. And that's what happened for me. And I've been so blessed ever since. I just wake up every day excited about what I get to do, uh, humbled and honored to be a part of, of all that God is doing uh, through Life Church. And in wow. this in this particular role, um, I get to kind of lead two teams. Uh, one is the generosity team, and we think about that team as supporting uh, everything that we do um, to support people before they make the decision to give. And then mm. once they have made that decision to give, uh, the second team kind of takes over, and that's the giving experience team, and that supports all of the ways people can give, the systems and processes for handling gifts that come in, uh, acknowledging those gifts, and ultimately delivering an accurate giving statement. Awesome. Well, that is so neat. It's always great to hear people's stories and just how they end up where they are. I'm amazed at how God can even use the little things yeah. <laughs> uh, to, 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 to provide that confirmation that we're where we're supposed to be. And I know you're doing a great job uh, there in that role and have appreciated just the friendship over the years. So let's just turn into um, the conversation, right, about having these great generosity conversations. And I know that Life Church, as I talk to other leaders that are out there, they say that Life Church is known for being irrationally generous. Um, give us a little bit of history on it. Has has it always been that way for you guys? You know, it it, it hasn't. Um, you know, we we for a long time we wanted to be irrationally generous, and we it was kind of an aspirational value. We aspired to be generous, but we we hadn't quite figured out how to do that. Uh, we would do generous things occasionally as we had uh, the means and opportunity to do that, but it really wasn't uh, what I would consider a core value. Uh, like it is today. And one of the key moments in, in our church's history was uh, we had the opportunity, like, like a lot of churches have, to sell some of the resources we were creating. We had some great uh, kids curriculum. We had some great small groups curriculum, and we, we had an opportunity to sell that. And it was at a time where money was tight. Financial resources were, were tight, and we uh, weren't all always sure that we were going to make the next payroll. Uh, so it was it was mm. that that tight. And our leadership team uh, was together and they were kind of discussing this opportunity. And uh, as this as the story goes, one of the one of the guys said, uh, what if we gave away all these resources for free? And another one of the guys immediately responded with, what if we didn't? And uh, it was kind of a funny moment, but, you know, obviously the spirit was moving in a big way and they all, mm. you know, just embraced that idea and took a huge step of faith, knowing that, that you know, they're, they're giving up a potential revenue stream at a time it was really needed and just decided to be open handed with the resources. And so we began giving resources away for free. And that is when God showed up in just a huge way. Uh, we never could have anticipated. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why we're surprised because he's always so faithful like that. But we, we didn't it certainly didn't anticipate uh, the, the, the blessings of resources that we would see after that decision. And we kind of you know, talk about it now. Like, you know, we, we keep trying to outgive God, but we haven't been able to yet. Uh, he just has been so faithful to bless that de decision. And uh, it really changed the, the financial trajectory trajectory of, uh, of uh, Life Church and the uh, ability to give more and more away as we continue to strive to be irrationally generous. 
Wow, that is so awesome. I love that story. I've, I've heard it before, and I have to tell you, it's actually had a really profound impact on us, I know, at ECFA. And so I, I'm grateful for how the Holy Spirit did move through that conversation. And I think that's really changed so much of the culture uh, today. And so I'm grateful that you all took that step of faith um, because, because it's a really, really big deal and it's making a big impact. And so uh, appreciate that heart for what you guys call irrational generosity. Maybe tell us a little bit about how does Life Church um, approach kind of generosity as a whole? How, how do you guys go about doing that? You know, it really starts with just a few simple but profound beliefs that kind of build on each other. And, you know, the first one is just a strong belief that God owns it all. Um, you know, he is the creator. He uh, uh, gives us every good gift. He, he owns it. Uh, it's it's his, and when we really believe that, it allows us to to um, bring a great mindset into the area of generosity. Uh, you know, we we it allows us to believe that that he's going to provide us with everything we need to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish, and that's really pretty freeing. We we don't have to worry. Um, we we just believe that he's going to provide, and as we do that, it. it make sure that we are not thinking about it in terms of money. Uh, you know, generosity is something that we want for people, not from people. And that's a really profound belief. And, um, you know, trusting that he's going to provide all the resources helps us take more of a relaxed posture. And it's really just about leading people well and helping them uh, identify their next step. And, um, you know, it, again, we're, we're able to be open handed with God's resources because they're his anyway. Absolutely. No, amen to that. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to hear you say that, uh, you know, generosity being more than just about finances, but it's so much more. And, you know, God owns it all. And grateful, too, for the way that you position this, because I know that can sometimes be uh, sort of the the mindset or the thinking that some people might have about church is, well, you know, they're they're just all about our money and, you know, yeah. all of that. So I'm sure you guys you guys have really probably helped uh, change the mindsets of uh, we mentioned just the thousands of people that you have the opportunity to impact over the weekends. And uh, I, I'm grateful to hear the way that you've maybe helped uh, turn the tide a little bit on that mindset. Yeah, you know, keeping it not about money is really important. You know, there's a uh, there, there have been people out there that that have felt that way about about the about the capital C church about about church in general <laughs> is that man they they're they're always going to be asking for money, and so to the extent that we can change that mindset, it's really powerful. And you know, we kind of another way we talk about it is is money is really just a measurement of how effectively we're leading people. And so we try to mm, we try to keep good. we try to keep that thought in mind as we approach conversations. Okay, well, good. Well, and that that's just like the perfect lead into the next question that I have for you, and that is, you know, how do you go about approaching, you know, having some of those generosity conversations with people? 
Yeah, with, you know, with conversations, it really all starts with relationship. Uh, it, you know, how you, you have that conversation depends on the, the relationship that you have with the person you're talking to. And so, you know, for example, you may have a really close friend that comes and asks you, um, man, I, I really want to be more generous. What is, what does God expect of me? Or, uh, you know, what, how, how can I be more generous? So you've got a great relationship and you've got an invitation to step into that conversation. Uh, that really opens the door. Or to, to, to being um, bold and, and talking very strongly about generosity. Um, you know, on the other hand, you may have someone that you don't know at all. Uh, maybe they're just walking through the doors of, of uh, the church for the first time, and they're, they're just kind of questioning things and just in general are asking a, a question about generosity. You, know, you would approach those two conversations very differently. And so, you know, it has to start with relationship. If, if we're going to lead somebody somewhere, we've got to know where they are today. And it's really just about helping people identify their next step. And one of the really cool things about generosity is that, um, you know, God is a generous God. He just gave in the beginning. He owns it all, but he lets us enjoy it. Um, he gave uh, all of creation in the beginning. He gave life to us. He gave uh, his uh, just so many things. And then when we sinned and overindulged creation, um, he gave us, uh, he gave up his relationship with his perfect son and gave us Jesus. You know, Jesus throughout his ministry gave and gave and gave. He gave his wisdom, his words, uh, his time, his his love, um, and gave us hope. Um, and then ultimately gave his life so that we could be reunited uh, in perfect relationship with God. And then he didn't stop there. After that, he gave us the Holy Spirit, uh, which we still get mm. to tap into today. And the the Holy Spirit continues to give us words, wisdom, insight, uh, guidance, comfort, uh, just so many things. And so, you know, God is a generous God. And the great thing about that is we are all created in God's image. That means that generosity is already inside of us. So as we're approaching generosity conversations, it's great to remember we're not having to try to create generosity from nothing. Generosity is already inside the people that we're talking with. And we're just trying to help them connect with that generosity and take action on it. Wow. I love what you said there. Um, I was just writing it down here <laughs> in that generosity is already inside us. That's really, really powerful. And I'm curious to Rodney, if we could just unpack this a little bit, because um, I think it ties in so well with what you were saying in terms of as you're having a generosity conversation with someone, what are some of the cues that you might be kind of listening for or thinking about, um, like you said, from just the beginning stages of building relationship all the way down the line? I'm just thinking about some of those different stages that folks might be in. What are some of the cues that you might um, sort of listen for that would help prompt, like you said, discussion to take someone to the next level? What are some things that you're listening? Because uh, it's not just about what we're saying, but it's definitely hearing the heart of the other person. What are some of the cues that you might be listening for? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times if, if people are 
coming to us as, as pastors and asking questions, uh, you know, that kind of tells you they're, they're seeking. And so a lot of times you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the question behind the question? What is it that they're mm-hmm. really asking? And so just as an example, somebody, you know, maybe the question is, Hey, why, why should I, why should I trust life church with, with my money? Why should I, why should I be giving to life church? You know, that, that kind of is a, a prompt there to figure out, okay, why is this person asking a trust question? Is there a history there? Is there a hurt there? Um, is it truly, is, is the root issue really a trust issue? Um, and if so, it's, you know, it, it, whether or not to make a gift today is probably not the right conversation to have. It's, it's probably more about uh, learning their history, learning, man, um, have you had uh, problems in the past? Is, is there a trust issue there? Let's address that because if we don't, that's going to continue to manifest itself in different ways. So we'd rather treat the root issue than the symptom, uh, so to speak. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, listening for hesitancy is always a good indicator that there's something more. And so, you know, a lot of times you can tell by body language, you can tell by, you know, follow-up questions, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a, a prompting to do something in the area of generosity, but I'm, I'm really hesitant about that. Digging into that and being willing to just, again, build that relationship and figure out, um, man, what what is it? What is the, the root issue? Uh, what is it that God's trying to stir uh, in this in this person? And how can I help them identify it and act on that? That's really powerful. Um, you know, other other cues are the specific words that are used. And so I think about a question we get sometimes. Um, hey, I. Uh, is it is it okay that I give of my time instead of my financial resources? And you know hmm. the the word instead is a is a cue. And you know we tend to think of being generous as being generous with three things: our uh, our time, our talents, and our treasure. And it's an it's an and, not an instead. And so a lot of times you can kind That's of pick good. up you can kind of pick up a cue from people with the words they use, such as instead. Uh, and we just try to lead them to thinking about it as an and. Wow, that is good. Well, thanks for unpacking that. I think definitely what I'm hearing you say is that um, throughout all of this, this is just a discipleship opportunity. And no matter where you are, no matter where folks are on the generosity journey, there's still more discipling that can happen. There's more that we can become like Christ, I think, all along the way. And uh, speaking about this from a pastoral standpoint, we have a lot of pastors who listen to this podcast. What are some things that church leaders, pastors can do to prepare for having uh, a generosity conversation? How would you counsel them on, you know, the preparation aspect behind that? Yeah, I think you I think it always starts with just connecting with God and, and, and spending some time in prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to be involved in the process. That's such a rich gift that he's that, that God has given us. Uh, you know, we really want to tap into that. And, you know, obviously the, the, the Holy Spirit can speak to us and give us wisdom that we couldn't get otherwise um, and can kind of help us identify where people are, pick up on those cues that we mentioned earlier and just really lead us to a great place and help lead us to the right place. Um, you know, we, we're we're really just trying to help 
help people identify their whatever their next step is and help them take action on that. And the Holy Spirit can really help us do that. The second, mm. the second mm. thing I'd say is to be bold. You know, I, I think I know in the in the church I grew up in, we were not good at talking about generosity. We we tended to to talk about it more like money rather than than generosity and what we want for people, and we just weren't good talking about it. And one of the reasons we weren't very good is we were really hesitant to talk about it. It was almost like we were embarrassed to bring it up. And you really saw people react negatively to that. You know, this is this is something that we really challenge our teams to be bold, be unapologetic, step into these conversations. And, um, you know, I think about Second Timothy 1 7, which tells us the spirit of God, uh, the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love and self-discipline. And when we you know, when we've prayed and tapped into that Holy Spirit, we're going to be bold. Mm-hmm. And then, no, I, that's right. So, yeah, uh, oh, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no I was going to say, so what I have so far is you're saying we got to pray into this. We need to be bold. And then uh, what else would you say in terms of getting ready? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say the, the best thing you can do to, to step into and have better generosity conversations is to model generosity personally. When we personally model it, we gain an authority and an authenticity that we can't get any other way. And, you know, being ready to share your personal story about how you personally have leaned into generosity is really powerful. Personal is powerful and it's not offensive. It's not surprising. People wouldn't be surprised uh, that that you as a pastor are are sharing your story and what that has meant to you. Um, It also is is often easy to relate to. Uh, It's not a complex theology. It's not complicated. It's it's it's. It's your story and people can relate uh, to your story. And so we always encourage people to have the personal story ready to go. I would totally agree with that. Just underscore the importance of I think people just really connect um, when it gets personal. Right. It's not just theory. It's OK. I can see how you've lived this out. Um, I can I can hear what God is doing through your life. So I, I, I totally would underscore that. And. Rodney, I'm kind of picking up on, I don't know, um, one of the words that seems like it's come up several times throughout even just our short conversation today has this been this word hesitancy or hesitation. So what are a couple of the most common concerns or hesitations, I guess, if you will, that people have around giving? What do you see there? And then also, how do you all at Life Church go about responding to some of those concerns? Yeah, that, you know, I think... Um, it's very natural in our society, you know, here in North America in particular, to not talk about money. And so I think people naturally come in with a hesitancy to uh, engage in that topic. And so anything we can do to put people at ease is, is helpful, which, again, is, is why we start with relationship. Uh, we want, you know, a, a good relationship helps uh, bring comfort to the conversation. And, and it just is a normal type of thing. You know, I think a lot of times figuring out the right questions to ask um, is, is really helpful in uh, addressing hesitancy. Uh, one of the one of the things that we like to do as we're trying to help people identify their next steps is just ask a broad question. How are you putting God first in your life today? That really is, huh. a, is a great question that kind of helps identify where people are. And you know, once we know where they are, we can kind of help identify what their next step might be. 
And it also kind of positions well for follow-up questions. So, you know, if you've, if you've asked a person, you know, how do you put God first in your life today? You know, there's some great follow-up questions like, how are you putting him first in your marriage? How are you putting him first uh, in your, at work? How are you putting him first with your kids? How are you putting him first uh, in your, in your personal uh, time? Um, how do you, how do you put him first when you're making decisions? And a very natural one is, how are you putting him first in your finances. And so it's really about putting God first in everything that we do. And, um, it, it, you know, asking a question that way really helps overcome a lot of that hesitancy. Um, good. Well, and, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You've got, you've got a lot of great things here. I'm, I'm thinking too, Rodney, that, um, one of the things that I imagine is just a hurdle for a lot of folks is just debt. And, um, in, in today's society, we're seeing that at unprecedented levels. I have to imagine that that's, that's part of, if you will, on this hesitancy piece is just even people's personal finances. So what can you kind of tell us about how you guys have gone about that area? Yeah, there are a lot of people in debt and that that can really pose significant, significant challenges and, you know, a, a hesitancy hesitancy to spend any money on anything, uh, you know, including uh, giving and being generous. And so uh, there's a couple of things that we do with that. One is I, I think we have to be okay living in a little bit of tension here um, because, you know, God says that he doesn't want us to live under debt. Uh, he says, you know, let no debt remain outstanding except the debt to love one another. And so we know becoming debt free is, uh, in a, is aligned with God's heart for us and what he wants for us. And so um, what we typically try to do is we, we try to encourage people to look at what they're spending and just ask a question, hey, is there is there anything that you might be willing to give up and give that money instead? And it's a really simple question. And, and, you know, we're not pushing for that to be something large. It's really starting to address the heart issue because that's that's what God really wants is that he wants our hearts. He wants wants us to give uh, generously, but he wants us to do that um, joyfully. And so, you know, if we can encourage somebody to take a small step and give something and give it joyfully, that's really starting to, to change the mindset of, of being a consumer and and consuming and, and spending on ourselves and spending on things that, that do accumulate debt. And it's focusing on um, more of an outward expression of care for those around us and, and tapping into that generosity that, that's already inside of us. And it's, it's really rewarding when you step into that. And so to the extent that we can have someone help someone find a step, find something that they could give up, you know, maybe it's Maybe it's that special cup of coffee uh, in the morning. Maybe it's maybe it's cable or satellite TV for a period of time. Uh, just just something that they could could give up really works on both the heart issue and helps them take a step toward being really generous. Absolutely. No, that is so good. And uh Rodney, I've just so appreciated these insights. And I, I think we're coming to that place where we've we've shared a lot and some of these things have been 
super thought provoking. And so I think we almost need to give folks some time to just kind of think through this or maybe dig into it a little bit more. And so friends that are listening, if this has resonated with you and it is something that you want to dig deeper into, um, we've got some really good news for you and even some additional resources to share that are beyond today's podcast. Earlier, we mentioned ECFA's partnership with Life Church on Open Network. I want to talk about that for just a moment. And, and Rodney, I'm wondering if maybe you can just give folks that haven't heard about Open Network yet um, just a little bit of background on what that ministry is and then also how folks can access um, some more of the tools really related to what we've shared today. I know even on this having uh, generosity conversations, there's some resources that are out there for folks. So maybe tell us a little bit about Open Network if you don't mind. You bet. Open Network um, can be accessed through open.life.church. And that is the place where um, all the resources that we decided to give away for free, that's where uh, those are housed. And that's where we do give those resources away for free. And that has continued to grow. Uh, originally, it was just Life Church, but now there are a, a good number of partners, uh, such as the ECFA, who also give away uh, the content that they've created through that as well. And it's all for free. Feel free to go there, sign up, download resources. Um, and there is a, uh, with um, this in particular, uh, we can go to the operations section and there's, the, which is where we keep all of our finance resources. And we will have several resources around generosity, uh, how we have conversations, etc. And that is all for free. Feel free to download it and, uh, and use it. And, and I just hope and pray that uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to you through them. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ronnie. That that is such good news. And guess what? The good news doesn't stop there. <laughs> In just a couple of weeks, uh, I know we get to continue this conversation, Rodney, and uh, get to have folks hear more insights, uh, turning the conversation a little bit, but about how Life Church is leveraging data to grow generosity. And uh, I, I promise folks definitely don't want to miss that. And speaking of which, as we close out today's podcast, be sure to take time to subscribe to the Excellence in Church Administration podcast so you never miss an episode. And also, please help us get the word out to more leaders by rating or reviewing the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And once again, we appreciate Rodney for stopping by and sharing his insights. And to all of you, our podcast community, for taking time from your busy schedules to join us today. We appreciate you and all you do in serving the church. And we look forward to being with you again soon for another Excellence in Church Administration podcast.